Hey guys, this is Coach Keita Bussey with 180 Firearms Training, joined today by Sam Callahan of Callahan Training Group and Luigi Lee. Welcome to the 180 Firearms Training Podcast. Hey, Luigi, welcome to the show. Hey, Takeda, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Luigi is running for USPSA president and got another kind of interesting topic to bring up as well, just for the fun of it. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to start with? Um, name's Luigi. Um, uh, been shooting for a decade now, uh, competitively, that is. Um, traveled a lot, worked a lot of matches, uh, been around uh, a bit. Uh, a lot of people know me. Uh, a lot of people don't know me. Uh, sometimes I haven't gotten to all the states yet, but you know we're we're getting there. Uh, running for president, and uh, and yeah, that's that's about it for me. So if you're not sure who who Luigi is, you've probably heard about the guy with the crazy socks. That's that's Luigi, little bunny foo foo on Instagram. So what made you want to run for president? Um, <clears throat> so the direction the organization was going um, and the leadership, the, the, just the way it was going. Um, I wasn't quite uh, happy with how things were happening. Uh, a lot of people are saying the past five, three, four, five, six years, every, depends on who you talk to, uh, people have been unhappy. Um, the only way to make the change is, is being, uh, the board has all the power now. The president is included on the board. Um, so it's nine people that, that make all the decisions now. Uh, Area 6 and the president were up for re-election or were up for election. Um, at this point, nobody in those seats are up for re-election. Um, but uh, there were two guys that I knew uh, from Area 6 that were really good candidates. Um, and then uh, we had a third guy jump on. And they're all, they all have my support. I mean, either one of them, they're, they're going to have the benefit of the, of the organization at heart. Um, so I knew my area was in good hands. So I was like, uh, the president is the, the only other option. Uh, it's a pretty thank thankless job. And, uh, there's a lot of targets on your back, but I, I think I can handle it. I think so too. I think you're a very logical person, which is something I would look for in a president. Um, I recently asked you a question, a shooting related question, and you looked at both sides of the story and compared and gave me an answer. And I think that's a really good quality in a president that looks at both sides of the story. There's, there's always three sides to a story, you know, you have uh, side A, side B, and then the truth. Uh, what I try to do is just get to that third side and understand what actually happens. Right. I like that. So why do you, in your opinion of yourself, <laughs> why should people vote for you? <clears throat> um, so I've been on pretty much all sides of the sport within the organization. Um, I've been a competitor on the low level. I've been a competitor on the high level. Um, I've been a match director. I've been a board member. I've been a club coordinator. I've been a vendor. Um, I've been a coach. So I've been, I've pretty much ran the gamut of what USPSA involves and what the sport involves. Mm -hmm. um, within USPSA, Steel Challenge and um, in the recent past, IDPA as well. I've, I've, I feel like uh, I have the experience needed to do everything um, and have the ideas of what everything entails. 
I mean, it's just like any business owner. Um, if you don't have the ability or, or the knowledge of knowing what everything entails or how to put people in the positions that need to do things, then you're, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So having the experience top down, um, I think, I think is a, is a great benefit for me. And uh, one of the reasons why, why people should vote for me. Now you have a pretty busy schedule. What is your plan for time management? Um, so, uh, the USPSA president currently is a part-time job. Um, and I will be considering it a part-time job. Uh, that being said, um, it's not a part-time job. Uh, there is no way that somebody can actually just say, Hey, I'm going to throw 15, 20, 30 hours a week at this and, and do a good job. Mm -hmm. Um, so it may be considered a part-time thing, but it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be my full attention. Uh, I will not be holding a, a full-time employment while I'm doing this. Uh, this is going to be my main focus. Uh, I love the sport. I've loved the sport. Um, since I started, uh, I never had an annual membership, uh, my first match I shot by the second match I, I came into this, I already had a lifetime membership. So I knew I was in this for the long haul. Mm -hmm. I really like that attitude too. Cause it's like, I, if you're going to be a part of the sport, you're not just like, well, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to do. I might as well throw my hat in the ring as no, you're, you're part of this. You want to see it grow. You've seen it from grassroots up. And I fully believe that um, having success in the sport in some way, shape or form should be, I don't want to say a requirement, but a big influencing factor on who should be our president. And I, I think it's good to know that like you've seen it from club level success. You've been at majors, you've been at nationals, you've been across the sea, you've seen stuff, not just driving around on the East Coast or whatever, just saying, oh, this is what we always do around here. So I, I like that attitude a lot better. I think that that's that's good to see. I I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, everything you've said so far. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, Keita might not appreciate this answer, but uh I think I've already done the, the, the high level stuff that I've wanted to do. Uh, so the training aspect might take a back burner and uh, a more leadership role is gonna, is gonna come to the forefront. So uh, sorry, my movement's gonna go down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already said, this is really not a true part-time job. You're going to have to make sacrifices. And That's I have found in coaching just personally and sam you felt this too as you oh, yeah. coach people oh, yeah. your own training is your sacrifice and yeah. unfortunately um, that's just kind of how it goes it's that that's one of the reasons why i i took a back burner on on working as many matches that i as i used to i i stopped coaching people as much as i used to when um when when the world shoot like came around I was like, I gotta, I gotta go focus on that because every every instructor realizes it's like the more the more you spend teaching someone else or, or the more time you spend on that, yeah, it's it's great, it's fulfilling. Um, you, you know, you get better as a shooter while you're while you're teaching someone else. Yeah. You're, I mean, it's the same thing when when you're a teacher. the The best way to learn something is by by teaching it. Mm -hmm. um, but it just had to take a back burner when when we you know, the, you're on the world stage and, and you gotta, you gotta perform for, Hard, yeah. for your country. Uh, that hardcore progression, you need to be a, a certain level yeah. of selfish, not in a bad way, but that hardcore progression, if you're going to be that, that serious, then yeah, it takes a certain level of, of really concentration, really focused. But I like what you said too. You're like, you're pretty aware that I'm not going to be focusing huge on major matches anymore. That's going to take a back burner to this. 
but you didn't say you're going to be uninvolved. It's just like, eh, probably not going to be gunning for top 20 nationals, but I'm definitely going to be there. Like, I like that attitude because it's not like a soft, it's not giving up attitude either. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be the president and watch you guys. Cause I don't like that either, man. It's, it's a you, reprioritization. Yes. You, you, you can't be hands off. You still have to, you still have to experience it. You still have to do that. Yeah. I might delete my scores or, or just shoot it for no score because you know, you're the match director. And uh, I've known a lot of, a lot of match directors that, that will just, uh, that will proof the stages, you know, and just see this yeah. is what it should look like, you know, try to find any faults in it uh, and, and, but never put it in. Uh, yeah. but I'll, I'll probably just shoot with staff and, uh, and enjoy it that way. Yeah. So what are some changes in the organization that either haven't taken place yet, or you think should take place things that you would like to see happen if you do get the position, or even if you don't get the position, what is something you would like to see happen? Um, being a business owner, I, 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 I like having things run like business. I mean, yeah, USPSA is a not-for-profit. Um, it doesn't mean we, we don't make a profit or we don't run it like a business. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen the USPSA, it's, it's been more run like a good old boys club. You know, uh, like a small mom and pop, you have one guy or two guys making all the decisions and whatever they say goes. Mm -hmm. um it, it, can you can you build a business like that yes absolutely we've seen it time and time again uh just go to any any local place you'll you'll see hey there's one guy who built things hands-on they did everything um when you have a three million dollar business i mean we're we're making just shy of three million dollar revenue a year um that's it, it doesn't it doesn't work that way it doesn't business doesn't scale that much uh, you need to get the right people in the right positions. They need to be held accountable for what they're trying to do and, and go from there. So the, the one thing I would like to see is USPSA run more business-minded. Not, not saying that it can't be a fun, it can't be a hobby, it can't do all that stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, we need to be able to turn a profit to, to be able to bring a better service and value to the customer. The customer mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. our members. Or if you if you take into consideration uh, that where we're incorporated in Delaware, it's a, it's our shareholders. I mean, you you have a USPSA member. You are you own a stake of USPSA. Mm -hmm. If it was incorporated in a different state, that wouldn't be the uh, the, the issue. But it is, and um, it's just the I think yeah. having somebody in in a leadership position that, that, that understands the limitations of where we're incorporated from, understands the, limit, the limitations of being a 501c3 not-for-profit mm -hmm. company. Um, there's a, a we, have to, we have to take into consideration uh, Delaware state legal items. We have to take into consideration federal, um, federal and IRS stuff just because we're not-for-profit. Um, so there's, uh, the business side of things is, is one one thing that I'd like to focus on primarily, um, because we're a five hundred one c three, having a little more transparency with the financials, um, making sure that whatever what whatever income we do have is getting spent correctly and where it's getting spent. Um, there have been a lot of whispers in the past of some mismanagement. I don't know if there's any validity to it, uh, but doing a a, a full audit or uh, uh, we just had the 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 review a third party review get released um, in the the June 13th meeting um, they were just released yesterday I believe uh, says that we're in good health we're we're a healthy business 
Um, but it's interesting to note that the, the audit committee chair uh, wrote it, an interesting note that the, the auditor wrote was uh, the, percentage of the, the percentages of our expenditures are something that we should reevaluate. I like it. Why would they put that in there if it wasn't something of note? Um, so just uh, taking a business background, looking at it and, and, and bringing on people, mm -hmm. asking advice of people who, who may know better um, and things that I, I don't know. Um, so business, transparency, financials, all those, those things are the, are, are the most important because if, if we don't take care of our business, we don't take care of our coffers. I mean, we won't have a company. So I like a lot of, I like exactly what you just said for a couple of reasons, because first and foremost, run it like a business. How about that? You're elected to a position, run it like a business, stop micromanaging people and clubs and internet and this and that, run it like a business, make the business business successful. And a lot of these um, whisperings on the internet won't even go any further than just being a couple jerks, right? But the second half of what I like is, is well, if you're running the business and, and we actually can show a little bit more profit and we can kind of prove ourselves as a business a little bit more and not a bunch of good old boys having a good old time. Well, Keith has heard me yell about this a lot and anybody, any of my students have heard me yell about this a lot. I come from the sporting clays world. And if you know the sporting clays world, they take it seriously. It's a business. Uh, the events are serious. And they, I don't know, they act like they're spending thousands of dollars to be there because guess what? We are too. And we just don't act like it. I don't know why. So I like that a, a president's going to come in and treat our business like a business. And if I'm going to be spending a thousand dollars to drive to Ohio to be there for three days, I want it to be worthwhile. And I mean, in my opinion, the current state of affairs of nationals is pitiful. I mean, we have an area eight match that does almost the same numbers as uh, our nationals does. What the hell? Like, you're going to tell me our biggest match of the year is limited to 400 people three days, and we're going to just keep making excuses like that's okay. And then on the same token, we're going, well, we can't get exposure, vendors, support. Well, yeah. Do you think anybody wants to trailer in, trailer out in three days for us to, I don't know, report losses? It's It sounds so silly when you say it like that, but it just, I'm happy to hear a businessman like say, hey, let's do this logically. Let's approach this as a business and also take it seriously shooters too. I mean, if we take it seriously, other people will take it seriously too. My my father is a, he sees both sides of it. My sister shoots for Cesar Guarini. Uh, she, she's one of the siren reps. She's a top 10 ladies pro on the sporting play side. And he gets to come from those matches and look at me and go, what are you guys doing out here? Like, why don't you just take it more seriously? Like if you guys- well, I sporting place <laughs> I, I, yeah basically that's what he's saying he's like what are you what are you doing you look like a bunch of like rednecks out here just trying to like make excuses for for not taking it seriously meanwhile uh, i was just at thermont maryland and their their club is awesome because you could pull an rv in you could sit there and i'm looking around at this place going i'd rather do a nationals here because it's like the club supports a bunch of people coming in like it's I, and I don't know. It, it's a little bit cultural, but I think if we supported it better as a business and took it more seriously, it would draw in more serious people. Uh, Keita has met a couple of my students. Um, we're on the East Coast, so we're lucky to know some people that work in like finance and stuff like that. And a couple of guys who are wealthy, retired and work on 501c3 boards. And I beg them, I beg them to get involved in our sport. And you know what they tell me? No, no, no. I've looked over the financials and I'm not going near that place. Or I've, I've read everything and I'm not going near that. So we have these guys who are interested in our sport, who are millionaires, who are involved in 501c3s, who won't get involved in the current state of affairs. 
So there's something to be said about our current board is actually we're succeeding in spite of ourselves right now. The sport rules. What we do is awesome. Training well, is popular. So, so I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to interrupt you there. But no, go. There, there's a there's a mistake in what you were saying. Hit me. The sport is going to survive. Yes. Yes. The sport has nothing to do with the organization. Yes. The sport rules no matter what. So, I mean, you can see it now. Uh, you have IPSC internationally. Uh, you have USPSA internationally as well. So, I mean, those are organizations, a sport. They have a rule book, but you've got Max doing PCSL. Yeah. There's doing, he's doing a lot of stuff. You've got guys doing outlaw hit factor matches. Yep. You guys are doing, uh, they're having uh, IDPA, USPSA crossover matches. You, mm -hmm. have, you have all these other sports. So the, the practical shooting is not USPSA, but USPSA is not just practical shooting. So it, it's, it, it's a caveat and I didn't want to interrupt because you were on a roll, but that's something that-, that <laughs> No, you're dead. No, you are right, though, is I, I do maintain that no matter what is if you ever think I'm going to stop putting two in targets for score and running around like you're not going to stop us from ever doing that. I don't care if I have to call it outlaw. I mean, I don't care if I have to call it PCSL because that sport rules, too. I, I like what Max is doing. So they're not going to stop us. But like I used to shoot um, three gun nation and three gun oh, yeah. nation ruled. It was awesome because we had this organized rule set and all over the country, the um, regionals and nationals. We had these like televised events shoot-offs, side events, all this cool stuff, like we were taking it seriously, you know? And then the organization blew up and the organization blew up, went away with that. And now do people still shoot three gun? Hell yeah, we do. But it's just not as organized anymore. And like, it's kind of sectored off where you shoot this rule set, you shoot this rule set. We're never going to stop shooting, but we are so much better off with this. Like we're, we have a head start in USPSA. We have this national organization. It's pretty close to being good. Let's not screw it up is basically my attitude. Too. I mean, it's not the best, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like it's always room for improvement. Yeah, but I think getting people out of the way, for lack of better words, and letting people like yourself uh, start to influence things is going to be put a shit in the right direction. Well, for, for our three-gun side, you, you have Adam stepping up a lot. I mean, he's, yes. up yeah. goals, he's doing all this stuff. I mean, yeah. He's trying to make a, 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 a overarching rule set. He's trying to bring in the other organizations or, or the splinter groups um, and bring them on board. Also, he has a lot of industry connections. So we're getting shooting three gun for a while. He's, I know him as a three gunner for the last decade. Yeah, it's good to have him. Having somebody like that stepping up and doing the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a, we say it's a volunteer sport, but it's a business, but it's a volunteer sport. It, mm -hmm. It gets a little confusing. It, I, it's weird. I run a club out of the East and it's, I get it. It's you donate all of your time to do it. It's, I, you do it because you love it and you do it. It's not like it's, you don't feel like you have to, but you feel like there's obligation to it. Like it's a child. So I get it. Yeah. You have to feel like that too. It can't be a huff and puff. You can't be forced to want to be the right thing and do the right thing. You just gotta, you gotta be in it. The issue with that is how far can we push people like you, people like Adam, people, yes. people like, like me. I mean, I ran my local club for almost eight years. Um, how, how long and how far can you push someone and just, I mean, pretty much take advantage of them. Say, you're doing this for free. You're not getting any benefit out of it. You get a rule book and you, and you get a, a, a way to certify some ROs and you get some classifiers. At what point do we need to, it, and this is coming from the grassroots side, like I've, I've done everything at the base level. 
I understand the, the issues that we have locally, mm -hmm. not every locality, just because, I mean, I, 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 I don't shoot locally in, in Arizona or the West Coast or things like that, but I mean, I've shot locally uh, out, out to Texas, uh, all the way to Tennessee, uh, mm -hmm. the Carolinas, and, and just, I've seen what the issues are. Every, every locality has their own specific ones, but it's all going to be the same. We all, we all short staffed. We're all not making enough money and, and we all have to deal with uh, board of directors for the ranges that we have to use. Mm -hmm. It's, it's mm -hmm. the same story everywhere. Yeah. So uh, if USPSA as an organization can support the individuals on that level, wouldn't it be better? Oh yeah. Cause that's how I always akin to the, the sporting clay people, the affiliated clubs for sporting clays and they, they get a lot of support. And that support allows them to do a lot more and help their coaches and help their members. One of the big things I always kind of joke at a joke of is when I showed up to Clays for the first time, you show up to a, a club and that club has a pro at the club who teaches. And it's like this weird affiliation where they're trying to get people to get into the sport. So the club grows. So they and they feed each other and they feed each other and they feed each other, but with no support. Yeah, like with no support from the organization and no ability to do that at these club levels, how do you feed the beast? How do you feed them? Unless you have people like me, Keita, and other you yourself just on the ground going, well, I guess I'll do it. Because I'm I'm dead serious. That's what my business is right now is mm -hmm. I couldn't believe when I got into USPSA, it was just keep showing up and sucking. And I'm like, I'm fine with sucking. That's fine. I get it. You, this part of the sport is like, get rid of your ego. But when I, who's... How, can't I just take like a, a, a private lesson for two hours with somebody because every other sport in the whole damn world works like that? No, no, not us. We're special. Why? Figure it out. Why are we reinventing the wheel here, guys? Why don't we just borrow from what success is in other businesses and other clubs and other ventures? Like we're not, why are we trying to reinvent the wheel here? It's just so silly to me. So Luigi, yeah. you said earlier that you wanted to bring quality. So if USPSA, the sport, is a product that is being distributed, how do you bring quality to that product? What would be your plan for that? So how do you every, qualify every, that? Local, every local range, every local match that you go shoot, um, you have a match director that does it, right? And I've been to a lot of different areas where match directors just get burnt out. They don't have support. Now, uh, is there a, a one solid answer of how to do, how to resolve it? That there isn't. I mean, you still need a setup crew, you need stage designers, you need, uh, I mean, somebody to run the local club. I mean, I just, I just, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I ran my local club for almost eight years. Uh, two of those years, I did it pretty much by myself. Um, yeah, you have a, a core group of guys that are out there every, every, every week, you know, helping set up, helping do all that tear down. Uh, but those are the guys that just want to show up, say, Hey, uh, hand me a hammer and some sticks and, and I'm going to go deal with this, yeah. but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with finances. I don't want to deal with registration. I don't want to deal with, with, with money, uh, and all that, but with, with the scoring software that we have now, it's a lot easier, right? Also, um, is it our product? No. Nope. Do we have any of the data that's available to it? No. The only thing that, that, that the organization gets is an upload in the form of a spreadsheet mm -hmm. with, not all the results. The, not, with not all of the information listed on there. Yep. So 
does is that an issue yeah um have there been other people working on similar programs yeah um is it something that we should look at uh and and develop within it's been on the meeting minutes for yeah i guess the past three or four years um does anything ever get done with it not really um do we have th that's one issue uh, another thing of how to resolve um the the assistance is do do we have a training program of what it takes to be a match director i mean time and time again i talk to people that run clubs how did you learn how to do this oh i got ste i stepped into the role and somebody said have fun well um are you did anybody tell you what legal things that you needed to take care of no did anybody tell you how to deal with money no did anybody tell you what's the most efficient way of doing registration no well do you, is there a repository of stage designs sort of you know uh, you know facebook groups but not through not through instagram uh, not through our organization you can go on instagram and facebook and get some like it would it be that difficult i mean we have we have a a a cadre of range master instructors that go around and teach our own classes mm -hmm. those guys have run clubs those guys have run matches they've been mm -hmm. range masters and all that stuff they're, they're very experienced would it be that you know way out of it out of this world to say can you do one to hey how to help run a, a club match you know you're being an ro so you're run running a match but how about the stuff beforehand how about the stuff afterwards mm -hmm. yeah. um even if it's just a, a a quick little powerpoint presentation with somebody talking um and you just have it on the website i like I this a bunch of us are gung-ho and like i'll jump in and figure stuff out and ram my head into walls until i go the right direction <laughs> But most of us aren't like that. So would be a lot nicer to be, like you said, have a little tutorial, a little data. I don't know, whatever your system is, but then that more analytical folk can get involved. More people will be comfortable getting involved and it wouldn't be so scary. You don't have to be some maniac like me or you who's just like, you know what, screw it. I'll just do it myself because that takes a certain kind of person. But that's also a, a barrier of entry to our sport. Like I was saying with the board and everything, it's like we, we're so gung-ho and we're so like just screw it, let's figure it out, that it kind of it pushes away a certain kind of people. And why are we trying to push away anybody? I think the sport is for everybody. I think that's the whole point. So we have I almost 40 like Oh, sorry, Kita. Um, go on. I was just going to say, I also feel like there should be something in place for new shooters, because it's kind of scary that we just let anybody show up to a match and shoot yeah. with no real talk about safety. I know there are some ranges that do that, but they do it on their own. Yeah. Like they do it because they need to do it. They don't do it because it's it's required. They do it because they know better. And and I mean, that's why, again, that's it's a crazy thing that like I didn't my business is that it's literally that it was I don't I can't believe nobody is here to bridge the gap. So I was just making mini stages so that guys can come out on Wednesday and shoot a stage. So it's not on Sunday and you get DQ'd and you go home shaking your head. And then that grew into such a popular class that I do it three times a week, every week now, because so many people are like, I would love to shoot stages and matches, but it's too scary to show up on my own. All right, I got you. I, I, I didn't know how many people were into that. I had no idea how many people were sitting on the sidelines waiting for an invitation because it's so intimidating. So it's, yeah, it's, it'd be nice to have like some outreach and some, some club support and some way to get people into this. It's, it's just, it is right now like a certain kind of personality is, is, is you kind of have to have a little bit of a crash and burn mentality to get into the sport. But I, I think we can, 
we could gain more people by making it less intimidating. I don't want to make a barrier to entry. I want everyone in here. I want to fight everybody. I don't want to fight certain people. I want to, I want this sport to grow. Yeah. I mean, I've had, uh, I've had friends that I, I didn't even know shot. Um, and then it just so happens coming up in conversation. It's like, Oh yeah, no, I shoot. Well, what do you do? Well, I mean, I, I've got these books and I've got these, these things from people and, and I just do what they say in the book and I learn how to shoot. It's like, okay, uh, pretty famous instructors. Um, I'm like, all right, well, have you ever shot a match? No, no, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. What do you mean you're not ready yet? There's the magic oh, phrase. Well, I'm not good enough. I was like, There's okay, magic well, phrase. let's go, let's go, let's go train, you know, just see what's up. And, and realistically, I, I can, I can count on my hand five different people that I've, I've done that with. And I'm like, you, if you showed up with your skill set and, and what you have now, you'd be better than half the field on at, at, at any given moment. It's crazy because that is always that story. The guy is like, I don't think I'm ready. I train twice a week, but I don't think I'm ready. I'm like, dude, you're basically a B-class shooter. You just need to come in. <laughs> like, I don't know how- They want to show up and win. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, that just, I, I mean, some of us were willing to show up and lose, but that guy is like, just to, yeah, I, I literally show up to my first one and just like, I don't care. Let's not DQ. Let's not tank it. You know, I'm cool with that. But like, I'd rather not have to convince people that this isn't a scary sport. Like it's fun. It's fun, man. This is fun. You will learn more at this nine hour day than you will at a, in a week of training. It is, it is. Um, and, but it's nine hours. Yeah. I mean, you train, you go train, you, 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 you can do it in an hour. Yeah. This is also a funny joke as to why I'm, I'm, I'm very much for kind of the changing of tides and things. Cause I, the way I, I shoot this little mini match I talk about, I do it in tea times. So um, squad one shoots Wednesday, 11 to two, and then they mm -hmm. leave. They have shot a whole match in 11 to two. And on Friday from 11 to two squad, two goes and then on friday at four o'clock squad three goes and we get 6 12 18 people through a match in three hour chunks everybody takes that little time out of their day boom done and i'm like well instead of saying well that's not how we always do it we do it our way i was like well why don't we figure out maybe another way i'm not saying a different way and we have to commit to sam's way but i'm going hey i'm getting a lot of people through a weekly match now in three hours it's pretty cool why don't we start examining other ways to get people into the sport and not have to say screw your family for an entire weekend i mean look at uh georgia states south carolina north carolina they're doing they're doing staff reset half day matches mm -hmm. level two mm -hmm. matches you're shooting mm -hmm. 10, 10 10 stages in about four or four and a half hours yep that's awesome it's remarkable and that's the thing is every shooter i talk to is willing to drive further and pay more to do, do matches like that it's not going to intimidate people to, to get into that kind of stuff. It's actually a little bit more enticing for a lot of people. I mean, I've, I've shot major matches where I will drive eight, nine hours, mm -hmm. literally shoot two and a half minutes and yeah. spend full days on the range to do that. Yep. Yep. It's the funniest thing ever. It's, 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 we, it's the conundrum we live in and people don't realize it sounds crazy when you break it down to those numbers, but 
I mean, we're a game of efficiency. Maybe we can figure a, a maybe a little bit more efficient way to run stuff. You know? So I just shot the, the, the shoot SIG experience or shoot SIG event or whatever mm -hmm. it's calling it now. Um, but it's shoot SIG. Mm -hmm. um, it's you finish the entire thing in 45 minutes. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Same thing. You got your tea time. You know, um, you show up. Uh, he's got some growing, growing stuff, and 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 they just have to figure out how to scale the the program because they've only done three so far. But you show up at your tea time. You go. You 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 do a little briefing. You go to your first stage. You shoot that. Was four dudes on four four people on a squad. You shoot your first stage. Less than fifteen minutes. You go to the next one. Same thing. You you finish you finish all three stages in, in forty five minutes, and you're done. Awesome. Yeah, like that's really enticing to me. That's really cool. I, and uh, there's a lot of prizes, and 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 they're putting a lot of money into it. And uh, it's going to be at Carry Optics Nationals. So if anybody's going to be out there, I do recommend. Uh, oh, that's the uh, gotcha. Okay, I'm I'm glad to hear that. That's how it runs. Okay, because this this is enticing to me too. Because now you're telling me like nationals is a good example. Like you go to nationals and you shoot a long time all day. You don't really. I mean. When you're done shooting at a, a 10 stage match, an eight stage match, like you're not really gonna go shopping vendors and stuff. You're not gonna really wanna be around and present. But if you're there and you've driven there and you shoot an hour, now you're there. Like, hey, maybe I'm gonna go see this person. I'm gonna go see this event. I'm gonna support this. I, it, it just makes it a little, a little bit more conducive to like wanting to be there rather than having to be there. And it, that sounds funny because we don't have to be there. We could just not show up. It's most of us aren't getting paid to be there at all. So who cares? But it's, it's more of like, a, I got to get through this match rather than I got it. Yeah, nice. Now, what else can I do? Because that's I, going back. Sorry, just going back to Sporting Clays. Their nationals is eight days long, seven days long, and there's side events and there's other stuff to do. So you go and shoot your main event, but I'm here. Why don't I go shoot the side event? Why don't I do this? So I love that SIG is stepping up and kind of that's well, my language. Uh, SIG stepped up and they do, they're doing the shoot SIG thing. Um, and then you have uh, Leif with GX products doing the, the build drill side match. Yes, I mean, they yes. did it last year, they're doing it again yeah. this year. Um, they've got more support. They've got Colt on board, they're yes. uh, shooting USA's on there. Um, and they've got a, the, the sponsor list for that is, is that much bigger. Yeah. So I think that we're going in the right direction. Yes. Uh, it's yes. just, we need to keep going in that direction. I agree. I like it because those are all signs to me of we are heading in like uh, this could be a better business, a better experience. And People will take it more seriously. It is a head in the right direction, but it's like I said, it's in spite of itself currently. Whereas <laughs> right. better boards and we had some better director directors, then we might be able to push it faster in a better direction. That makes me think of a kind of a weird question because the people doing this are just kind of doing it on their own. What would happen if the board, the president, none of that existed? Would we all fall apart? Um, look at this right now say again uh, look at the state of three gun right now i mean you have all these um individual match directors that have to pull together their own personal contacts and try to put on a, an event um there's no overarching affiliation there's no this there's no that but they they have a history of putting on these really good events that, that people are going to keep wanting to go to so yes, they don't have any affiliation. They don't have any, uh, they, they don't have an overarching like support system, but they do well. Yeah, like Memorial Three Gun every year. I mean, some of the, the stuff out West, Wyoming, like, oh my, those matches fill up. 
hundreds of people and they're grueling matches and they are popular as all hell. And even in the East Coast here, we ended up because the three gun nation fell uh, five different clubs, six different clubs splintered, not splintered. They were doing their own thing, kind of trying to figure it out. And all of a sudden they go, hey, why don't we create a series? And now IWI rule set. East Coast, I'll say like Area 8 in general, there's five clubs that all run kind of the same umbrella, and you could shoot one match, any of these clubs, and it's all going to be the same rules, and it's like refreshing. It's like, oh, okay, there's no like, this is how we do it here, good old boy thing. And then if you get to shoot the whole series, now it's a series. Now you can shoot like a tournament style for the year, and I think I'm like, oh, cool, cool, cool. That's actually kind of bringing Three Gun back, and he's right. It's Did, did Three Gun go away? No, we just bumped it's like all right we gotta we kind of scattered for a bit like roaches and all came back together it's like you can't <laughs> stop it yeah so it it like the organization might go away but the sport itself won't because we're gonna want to keep shooting yeah. it's it's fun uh however you want to deal with it but there's a score and then you can compare it to somebody else as long as it's safe and fair it's not gonna go away it's it, whatever rule set somebody's gonna use it's fine mm-hmm. um Let's just have an organization that will put the best rule set out there and the best experience for the competitor and, mm-hmm. and try to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I think that is an excellent summary point. So why don't we talk about that other interesting thing that happened? Uh, yeah, uh, you, you mentioned you wanted to talk about that. Um, I just saw you uh, a few months ago, right? It was a few months yeah. ago now. Um, I had no idea that you were going to be there. And I had no I, idea you were going to be there. <laughs> I just showed up because I wanted to spend a week in, in, in Italy with my with my parents because they're they're getting older and they're every every time we go and we they do anything it's like oh that's the last time we're traveling so I was like well I want I want to go to Italy for this big IDPA match and it just so happened that they had an Ip, an Ipswich Nationals the week after and I was like okay it's a two hour drive. I'm just going to spend a week in Italy. And I was like, ah, let me, let me take my parents. So I took my parents. We, we hung out for out there for a week. Um, had absolutely no idea that you were going to be there. Um, was a had, no idea, had no idea that any Americans were going to be there. Um, and I just walking down the, 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 the bay and I, I see this blonde and I'm like, I think I recognize her. It's like, Oh, it's Kita. <laughs> um, so yeah, I saw, I saw Kita at the, the Swiss ultra, uh, Swiss Ultra, Swiss AAA Ultra International match. I don't know, whatever. Whatever. Andy Andy match in Italy, whatever you want to call it. It's it, yeah, it they call Swiss, it the Ultra match. I, I think it was a Swiss Nationals held in Italy because they the, uh, Switzerland doesn't have a outdoor range big enough to facilitate a, a national right. match. Um, and uh, just so happened that I was actually squatted with one of the old RDs for Switzerland. He was like, "Yeah, this is the the." We haven't been able to do anything in a, in a few years because the organizational support just wasn't there. Um, they don't have a range. They don't, uh, uh, and and they just sort of fell apart. So they kind of relied on going to Northern Italy for a match, uh, which is is pretty cool. But yeah, um, it was a fun fun event. It was uh, the biggest IDPA match I've ever shot. Um, 20, 20 stages over two days. Um, USPSA, IPSC. I've shot more. But for an IDPA match, it's 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 a lot. Yeah, the stages looked interesting too. They had you know the typical wobbly bridge, low ports, leans. It was a variety. They had a dummy you have to drag to activate a swinger. Starting yeah, out I'm, in a car and I'm, getting out. 
it was the most technical IDPA match I've ever shot. Yeah, it was very interesting, I thought. Yeah, um, but but you weren't there as a competitor, so I mean, uh, did you did you get to walk any of the stages before you left, or uh, did? Oh yeah, I walked all of the stages. Yeah, because uh, IDPA has that weird thing where you know, kind of like IPSC, you're not allowed to get on the stage until you walk through. Um, and I think well, I did my walk through from behind the line because I didn't want to cause any interference with the competitors, but I was coaching, so I kind of need to needed to know what was going on. <laughs> As yeah, far as movement. Anybody that shot Ipsic or, or anything like that, they know that that the walkthrough once you're when you're on the stage is a lot different than what you you see from behind yes. the line. So I didn't know if you actually got a chance to go, you know, get on the stage, get on the base, and and see what what things look like. Only when I was resetting, but that's why I came up to you and said, "Hey, because <laughs> if you already <laughs> saw if you already shot a stage, obviously you set foot on it, and I didn't." Yeah. So if you could tell me, like, hey, can you see this from here? And you and I have known each other for years, so so we know the the what what the skill levels are, what what the abilities are, and where we're at the point where we can bounce actual productive ideas off each other, even if you're not set, if you couldn't set foot on the stage. Um, right. So so yeah, I mean, uh, you were there for coaching, so I was like, hey, let me just help you out, and uh, and uh, your students did pretty good, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Ibrahim Dungu won his division, so that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Florin, he did really well. Yeah, he did. Uh, he won CCP, I believe. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, if anybody that 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 is watching this that doesn't subscribe to the the School of Kita, um, she's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, thanks. Well, Luigi did pretty well too. He won the whole match. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. solid. Pretty solid. He did result. all right. Uh, sometimes, what, what, what's the story? Uh, the score. Sometimes a squirrel gets a nut. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes things just work. Okay, so the the interesting, weird kind of thing was there was a warm up stage in IDPA. If you don't shoot IDPA, they have warm up stages, which I have to tell you, I was super confused about. I was like, well, does it count in your score? Yes, it counts in your score. Well, then it's not a warm-up. I was so confused. Like, okay, whatever. I'll just go shoot it. So <laughs> the warm-up stage. Well, do the, you want to describe what the warm-up stage was like? The stage description, um, basically? So uh, realistically, uh, in IDPA, a lot of the ranges are going to be smaller. Um, they don't have as many bays. And with the amount of shooting that you do, um, they so you can double up stages and all that other stuff but the the round counts a lot lower um and sometimes i mean you've been you've been to US, uspsa matches where they don't physically have a bay that you can go test fire they don't have a bay that you can go check zero and uh with the advent of people shooting optics and and bringing optics to idpa um i'm not sure exactly where it started but somebody decided to do a a warm-up a warm-up stage um where it's going to be something super simple low round count it's, it'll be four three four six eight rounds what have you um but there's going to be uh no barely any if not no movement and it's going to be a really simple target presentation uh and what they what they want what i what i've come to understand from it is they want something to where they can go ahead and 
function fire your gun and make sure your zero set and all that other stuff on the clock because it's 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 you know defensive shooting um you can't just go test fire dump 100 rounds in the test fire bin and, and then warm up for your first for your first stage um mentality is a little different rule sets a little different but um this particular one uh it was i think uh one of the warm-ups was uh you, you start with two rounds in the gun then or three rounds in the gun then you reload and then you finish you finish a string for a total of like six rounds um now uh because i shoot all different sports all different all different kinds um somebody brought it to my attention they're like oh yeah um the md said we could grab a magazine on the um, like and shoot with the with the magazine in your hand um i wasn't aware that that was a a thing because idpa says you can't shoot you have to stow your mags before you shoot or you know specific rule set uh, so uh one of the so's says no yeah you can do it this is what i did and and he says yeah at, at the start signal he grabbed the magazine shot two rounds did a, a load up here and then you know finished up the thing and i with my limited experience um i was like hey i don't i don't think that's right you did it and that's fine the md said it was okay um, supposedly the MD talked to the IPOC, which is the international point of contact for, uh, for Europe and, uh, whatever the, 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 whatever the conversation ended up being, uh, they ruled, yes, you can do it. So I was like, okay, this, this is what's happening. And then supposedly after the fact, um, somebody wanted clarification, uh, from my understanding, that wasn't what the rules said. Um, but they said it was okay. And I was like, okay, I, that's how I do it in IDPA. I, I don't, I don't say that I'm a, a, a rules guy for IDPA. I mean, I, I shoot it. I'll travel to shoot it. Um, I'll, I'll read the rule book just to understand, but IDPA is a privately owned company and their rule, their rule book can change whenever they want it to. Um, it's not like USPSA where we have it in the bylaws or we have it in the rules says, um, there's only a certain amount of changes that we can make. And there's a, a certain way that we make those changes. Well, they also have the rule in the spirit of IDPA, where it's kind of like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, um, it, if you're if you've never shot an IDPA match and you have a question about what you're going to do if you ever go, um, the match director has a lot of power once the match starts. Um, so it's not like USPSA or IPSC where you have a match director and a range master. Um, in IDPA, it's one and the same. Uh, in the U.S., you'll usually have your an AC around, which is their area coordinators. Um, they can step in due to an issue that uh, actually I was at the I was at a match that 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 had that rule set or that rule come about because of things that happened at that match. Really? Um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, Luigi always causing issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so you can have an an area coordinator uh, step in at any point and take over if there's anything going wrong. Or, or any egregious behavior going uh, happening or a high incidence of DQs or what have you. Um, we were shooting a match in Italy, so we didn't really have an area coordinator. We had an international point of contact. It's usually one for a group of uh, a cluster of countries. Oh, let me uh, jump in real quick. I just remembered something. I have to correct myself. Ibrahim took second place, not first place. Okay, Sorry, yeah. I just had to put that out there. <laughs> uh, okay, well, continue. Um, still, uh, Second place at a, at a at a big level two IDPA match with that many stages is pretty good, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Um, so 
short, long, long and short of it is match director decided that uh, it was okay to do the thing that we did, which was shoot with a magazine in, in the hand. Um, and then I guess it got kicked up the chain because people want a clarification on it. And uh, if you reach out to your area coordinator and you want clar clarification on if you can shoot with a magazine in your hand, um, all the area coordinators have the official ruling from the rules committee rules. There's three, there, there's three people uh, that, that have the, the, the three different regions and they make the, the, the rulings. Um, my recommendation is don't shoot with a magazine in your hand. And that came, with, that kind of came from the US, right? Um, that rule has been uh, in, on the books for a long time. Um, cause I mean, it, it, if you shoot IPSC, I mean, you're going to shoot off a table or something like that, uh, or if you're doing a strong hand only, and then you're going to, you're going to do a quick, quick reload. I mean, you see, um, a lot of people they'll, they'll grab a magazine and hold it in the hand and then shoot strong hand only. And then you're, instead of going all the way down to the belt for the reload, you're just right here. Right. Um, so it's, it's just a normal technique that some of us practice. Um, so it was a normal technique that somebody who started shooting IPSC wanted to bring over into IDPA. IDPA has a, a rule that says uh, the, the reload is initiated in, in two different ways or three different ways. Uh, but the two that I know specific is you push the button to, to eject the magazine or you go for the replenishment of the ammunition. So the reload Oh, that's starts. specifically listed. It's specifically listed. So the action of going to your belt for a magazine indicates a start of a reload. And they have the same rule that USPSA does, that if you discharge a firearm on, in, in mm. the active reload, it's a DQ. Hmm. Interesting. That's Very what I thought was really interesting is that grabbing the magazine was considering considered to be initiating a reload. Yeah, interesting. So, that's that's what it was. The the issue that we had, or I think the issue that they had when they were having this discussion in Italy was at what point can you start the reload? Can you start the reload before you even grab the gun? You know, that's what it was more of a gray area. And that's where that would be the staging. The the staging. Um so they, like I said. Whenever you shoot an IDPA match, and if you're unsure, call for the ring match director, say, uh, how do they word it is, will I get a procedural if I do this? And mm -hmm. then that's how they word it, and they'll say, yes, you will, or no, you won't. Or if they really want to be not fun, they'll say, uh, we will assess penalties according to the rule book. <laughs> that makes they, it hard to learn. They just don't want to coach. They'll they'll tell you right, everything else. Right. Um, but if it's a safety thing like that, um, but they they had a clarification come down from headquarters. Um, uh, it's I I don't recommend shooting anything with a magazine in your hand. Just saying. Okay, so that was the ruling. That was the ruling. So if anybody comes over to the U.S. to shoot an IDPA match, shoot nationals or something, they should probably have that in mind. Uh, if they were to go shoot anywhere and shoot an IDPA yeah. match, they should have that in mind. Because um, that, 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 that statement, that ruling went to all the area coordinators and it went to all the IPOCs, the international point of contacts. Okay. 
So most people know I don't typically participate in IDPA. I have shot one IDPA match ever. So that's why I'm asking Luigi. He, he knows more about the rules than I do. It's, it's, it's really fun um, with the newer set of rules. Um, they have fault the lines. Fault lines. The fault lines. The fault lines have made it so much better. Um, the points down being one second, it really focuses, I think, too heavily on the accuracy side of things. But I will. T I say. I say this time and time again. It doesn't matter who I'm talking to. Shooting is shooting. Mm -hmm. A game is a game. Yep. You can't shoot one game if you're shooting a different game. So you'll see it, you'll, you still hear it. A lot of guys say, uh, I, I won't ever shoot IDPA because of X, Y, and Z. Uh, and you have the IDPA guys say, I don't shoot IPSC or USPSA because of X, Y, and Z. It's a game. I'll shoot it anything. Be, it, uh, it, it might be a defensive game. It might be a, a sports game, but a game is a game. And you're not going to go play, you're not going to go play basketball, you know, with, with a softball. Right. It's, it's right. you're going to, you're going to do what they, what, what they want to do and how they want to do it. And yep. you just enjoy it. I mean, shooting is shooting. Yeah. I like that attitude. That's all Tell I do. The rules. Shooting is shooting and just go, what are the rules today? Like, what, <laughs> what are the rules? it's, it's, that's fine. Okay. But I mean, Sam, you, you come from the three gun side of things. So like, it's, we're used to that. It's yeah. uh, what divisions am I shooting? What do I, what gear do I have to change to fit your, your specific rule set? It's basically, yeah. what can't I do here? Tell me, like, what is going to get me in trouble? Cool. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. That was it. That was three gun in a nutshell. And it's kind of refreshing because then you just show up to every stage, match, whatever, with the mentality of, all right, what do they got for me? Like, what do I got? What are the rules today? Like, what do I got to figure out? And it's just easier like that. It's just shooting. Just go. Don't suck at shooting. Show up and it's easy. Uh, I've, I've shot a lot of three gun in the past. So uh, I, I absolutely understand that mentality. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little good old boy, but it's, it's fun in the regard that it's, it's fun. It's more based on like, just don't do this. Don't do this. Go have fun, figure it out. And three gun was very much personal in that you shot differently than other people. And I always, I like that. It broke the mentality. All going to do something some way. One guy wants you to stay dull shotgun. I'm going to hammer my pistol all day long. And it's anybody break any rules. No, cool. Let's keep moving. And uh, that, that was one of the things that I, I enjoyed a little more about three gun nation that I did about USPSA multi-gun. Um, is because the targets were all the same. It was you have a slug hole, you've got a two pistol or two uh, or or right. two rifle or buckshot in in paper, and you were good to go. Yep. You know uh, that was awesome. Uh, it made it easy. It made it easy to score. It made it easy to keep up because you're balancing all the guns. So we couldn't sit there and do a hit factor, but you also had to have something. So it became fun because creativity, and it was just. Yeah, if you're a real good shotgun or you quad load like a, a crazy man, my buddy on my my old three gun team could quad load. He, he would drop quads in under two seconds, so he would just run stages all shotgun. Good for him. Then it yeah. became a game of like knowing your yourself. Like I know I can't do that. I'm better at this. I'm better at. And you start to get better at the logic and stage breakdown like that, rather than you must do this, you must do that, you must do this. And I think it's better for people. It's better just shoot everything, man. Shoot it all. I just. I always ended up running my pistol for everything. Uh, <laughs> you mean I could do a load 24 instead of like a quad load? Yeah, you just don't want to pay for those rounds. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm shooting nine mil. It's way cheaper. Way cheaper. <laughs> well, I mean, I shot a lot of heavy and, um, and what was it, Iron Man? Yeah. So I shot a lot of 40 and 45 back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
That was that was the old school cool stuff. It was you either shot heavy or, or open, basically, or you got called names. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's what we're here for. Is go shoot some stuff and get get name calling. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I love that mentality. I mean, <laughs> if it just becomes a more have fun thing, and that's why I like I love the three gam nation shoot offs and stuff back in the day, where when the the day was over, the top sixteen all got to battle. So there's a match score still. You still could have won the match. You could lose the shoot off, but like there was, it was still fun to be able to be like, I made it to the shoot off, and now I'm going to hang around. We're going to be under the lights, and all the shooters gather around. And now it's uh, everybody. You want to talk about people talking shit? Oh, that was the best. It was the <laughs> best. It was so fun. Yeah, it, it still happens when uh when you go to an event that has that. I mean, yeah, it's so crazy. Back uh that that shoot off mentality. Um, that I shot the world pistol shootout in uh in Texas earlier this year. Yes. Is. It was, it was a fun event. I love that. I really do. Cause it's, it just adds a lot more. I want to go to the event, even if I'm not shooting it. And then all the local guys come out and you start to gather, like, I don't know, it becomes watchable. I, I know Top Shot might not ever come back, but if we ever want a little bit of yeah, I don't know, tele- television, if we want any kind of marketability, shoot offs are real fun to watch, really easy to show people. You can get people they, fired up on their sport. Did they do the Super Six at the World Shoot, Luigi? um the super they it was just a shoot off it wasn't really a super six um yeah it was just a regular shoot off um at the world pistol shootout they did um a shoot off stages but you had matches to get to the shoot off um you had had stages to get to the shoot off and then uh prairie fire was also was also something that they they really focused on the shoot off aspect um and hopefully uh prairie fire will bring that back this year um I think they're they're really busy with uh, revamping the front sight academy or the yeah. front sight range, but it's um, uh, supposedly they're they're bringing it back this year. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I know that's part of like everybody always says it'd be cool to see our sport around, but how do you make it tele- televisable? That's one of the biggest ways right there is a super squads, but yeah, b shoot offs and things like that, multi day events, that uh, build drill challenge, and now. It might not, yeah, it might not be so boring to have a camera walking around nationals anymore since you can go to the SIG uh, little academy thing, you can do the build drill off and go follow the super squad. And hey, now might not be that hard to get us on to start with outdoors networks. And you know what I mean? But I mean, I always, I, I have um, Red Bull TV on constantly. I leave it on for the dogs. That's my joke. But Red Bull TV is, is funny to me because I'm a, I come from action sports background. Uh, downhill mountain biking skiing whatever whatever i used to race dirt bikes and whatever anything that went fast and could potentially hurt you and then red bull had on his wedding of- day it, listen all right it's fine <laughs> i still got married it's fine <laughs> but red bull tv pops up every once in a while and it's like there's some i don't know it's like dancing and it's like tribal dancing and then it goes into like the breakdown of dancing and i'm like really we can't get action shooting on Red Bull. Like, you don't think that'd be a little bit cooler to watch? Like, there's not a, a company out there now, now that it's not television. There's not a company like Red Bull or somebody out there that wouldn't be like, you guys rule. Like, let's let's do some action sports kind of integration. Um, the the issue with uh, with doing that is uh, we're in a very precarious situation because we deal with firearms. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a very political subject, and a lot of the major corporations they they don't want to touch it. it. They, they, that's, they that's why I say in the day of streaming and all this anymore, I get, yeah, ESPN's never picking us up. We're never going to be like Coca-Cola. I get that. Or, but now the day of streaming and everything, like, it's kind of cool that we we might be able to, like, the same way comedians have taken back comedy and, like, they kind of do their own thing now. And 
put out all their own specials and everything. Well, we could start getting this out to people. Well, something I've found in the last three years is everybody bought a damn pistol. Everyone bought mm-hmm. a damn pistol through COVID. And now everybody's sitting here going, I don't know what to do with this thing now. Like, what do I, what do I do with this? I'm me. So I'm showing everybody how to race, but I think, Hey, if it's on TV or if it's at least on the internet, if we could at least find a way to stream it, to integrate it into action sports a little bit more. Cause Keanu Reeves helped us out a little bit, you know, like we have these almost yeah. like almost get enough traction into our role. And then, and then it, the focus drops off. I think that'd be such a cool thing. It's not a main focus for our sport, but if we make this a little bit more of a business and more fun, more inclusive, household name yeah yeah yes that's That'd just it good. people don't know this exists yes hell i didn't know it existed that was it I, I shot my i shot guns my whole life i was two years old shooting rifles i shot sporting clays i shot i was the state champion of sporting clays as like a teenager a little kid and then when i was like 19 i started building ars and playing with glocks and i wait three gun what's that it was already a thing. I just had no idea it was there. And then I found USPSA. How did I not know this existed? I've been playing with guns my whole life. Literally my whole life. I've only been a competitive shooter. Since the beginning of the 80s. Yeah. And I, I had no idea. I just didn't even know about it until 2009, I guess. 2010, maybe. And I like... Yeah, I, I didn't either. It was it was almost aggravating because I'm like, man, there's so many years. And now it's our whole lives. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, how um, could this thing exist that we knew nothing about and now it's our entire lives? And like, how was yeah. that not part of our lives before? Uh, try to think back 10, 15 years and be like, uh, what did my life entail when shooting wasn't uh, the, right? the biggest? What was I doing? I was a yeah. machinist who was very unhappy. So, this is. <laughs> well, Luigi, do you have any closing remarks for us you want to send us off with? Um. I'm I'm just a regular guy that's that that wants to see the sport survive. I mean, I've been in I've been in for over a decade, and like I'm like I mentioned earlier, uh, shot my first match, had a lifetime membership before I I showed up to my next monthly. Uh, I I'm in this for the long haul, and I want this to be here. Uh, I think USPSA yeah. is the organization that 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 has the best handle in this in in this country right now for practical shooting, right. and I don't want to start from scratch somewhere else. Right. I, mean, I I will support every other organization. I mean, shoot Sig, I did their third event. Uh, Max, I will I will shoot any PCSL that I can get to, um, but you know he's on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast. Um, so it's a little difficult. Uh, World Pistol Shootout. I mean, the Infinity guys, they're, they're putting on a thing. I shot the Prairie Fire event. Uh, I'll shoot GSSF matches. Uh, Steel Challenge is ours, but I've shot so much of that, it's not even funny. It, it's This organization is our best bet to, for, for continuity. And, we have and such I, a hit song. Yeah, I agree. I love that mentality. National basis. We have a huge membership base. Mm-hmm. And we have, we have respect internationally by being the, the the u.s regional affiliate of ipsc right why try to reinvent the wheel let's mm-hmm. get what we have and make it better mm-hmm. and keep it around i mean you guys have been around for you know uh, over a decade i've been around me too it's it's like let's let's make it here and 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 keep it around for 10, 20 30 50 years to come mm-hmm. awesome well thank well, yeah. you so much for coming on
any any questions feel free to reach out i mean kita knows how to get in touch with me um sam it was a pleasure meeting you yeah great meeting you officially it's i know you guys never are, met before not officially no no I, we probably follow each other on instagram but isn't it doesn't everybody anymore yeah All right. i mean i can't tell you how many people walk up to me and say hey pat because slam pat like, I, <laughs> Instagram is poisoning the world. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But no, it's good. It's good to, to actually talk to a shooter that's getting involved. And I like that that's becoming the trend. So keep keep eyes on, on Luigi here. I think um, people are going to probably have questions, concerns, comments, as the Internet always does. So the uh, um, easiest way is um, Instagram. Uh, it is Lil Bunny Kufu. It's a very old uh, name, but I've, <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to get rid of it. Um, Branding. Keep it. Uh, <laughs> uh, email is uh, DVC, the three tenants of USPSA and IPSC. So it's DVC period Luigi at Gmail. Um, shoot me an email. Uh, Kita's got my contact info. If anybody actually wants to get on a call or whatnot, we can we can set something up. Um, and I'm I'm cool with it. Just okay. it, good, bad, and different. The the feedback communication that's always the, the most important part. Awesome. Well, thank you for for being open with us, being able to talk about that kind of stuff. I know everybody's. Eh, shaking in their boots about talking about this stuff anymore, but we gotta. So good. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Have a great rest right. of your day. Take it easy.